This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Everybody, welcome to the Miller's Edge right here on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Hope you're doing well here on this early afternoon as you're getting ready to make your, your lunch plans. Maybe you're already at lunch. Maybe you're doing your thing already. Hope you're uh, just having a wonderful, wonderful day. A lot to get into on the program today as we continue to uh, talk Alabama football and all the other stuff that surrounds uh, their program. We'll get to some of that. Uh, a lot of things I want to get heavy in today because something that's been kind of swirling around uh, college football and the programs, uh, talking about former athletes. We just saw C.J. Stroud, uh, whoever you ask, made 50 or 100, somewhere in between, $100,000 donation to Ohio State. Of course, Ohio State been one of the biggest players in the transfer portal, getting several uh, uh, Alabama football players off their roster and others. Uh, of course, Ryan Day, the head coach, has talked about that before, about if you're going to win at a high clip, you have to be a player in the transfer portal and you better have some money. Well, there's reports out that they spent about $13 million and now C.J. Stroud, who uh, took his team to the playoffs, came up short against the Ravens, but uh, he made a donation. Now people are clamoring for former athletes to give money back to their collectives or, or NIL-type situations. I want to get into some of that. I'm going to tell you why that's not really going to happen. Uh, C.J. Stroud's a special young man, but from the whole, I don't see that being a big deal, even though I know people saying, hey, come on. Uh, I got my own personal experience through that with the University of South Carolina, uh, through other players throughout the country. So we'll get into some of that. Uh, Looked like Jim Harbaugh is headed to the Chargers. There's reports out there that are saying that Jim Harbaugh and the Los Angeles Chargers, I still want to call them San Diego, uh, it's going to take that job. Uh, again, we don't know until that's finalized, but it looks like they're trending in that direction. If so, what does that mean for the Michigan Wolverines? Will we see the exodus that we've seen with Alabama, uh, some of the other programs, or will they hire from within? If that does happen, will it be uh, a hire that's happening from within with one of the coordinators? One of the reasons I felt like Alabama should have tried to trend that way if they could, but Nick Saban had to do what he had to do and for his best interest in his family. 
but I think we're probably going to see Michigan hire from within if, in fact, he does take an NFL head coaching job. Um, but there's reports swirling this morning saying that that is pretty close to, to being a done deal, but we'll keep our eye uh, on that. And we'll take a phone call, 205-342-9904. Don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9, absolutely free. So get that done. Uh, leave your, your questions there, your thoughts, your comments. Uh, we have the best reader in town. Noah Haynes will do that for you and uh, enlighten us based on what you said. We are very interested in that because we've been a player with that app from day one. We've got so much interest in it, so continue to have those come. And don't forget, we own YouTube Live every single day, too, on our YouTube Extra channel. Uh, you can download that. That's at the Middle's Edge. Very simple. And you can watch from your job wherever you are, wherever in the country. We have so many, so many engagements there, too, as well. So thank you uh, so much. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Raining today, but temps are much warmer. I got my short sleeves out. No sun out, but guns still out. But whatever it is in Tuscaloosa, guns are out for Christian every day in the studio. He comes in that uh, I don't know if we own the, the Bachelor or what we own, uh, but he, <laughs> he comes in with a whitey, wife beater, a tidy whitey. No, no, it's like it's like a stringer tank top. It's, it's a, I'm coming from the gym. It's a, t- it's a tank. It's like an actual workout. Like, when I come it looks like gym, a white beater, but it's not. I, when I come from the gym, you know. Oh, wow. I, I wear sweater, you know. <laughs> When I come from the gym, I put my hoodie on because I'm hot. You know, I don't want to go out into the cool air. I don't want to get the cold. You know, so many germs are flowing. When you come out the gym and you got tidy whitey on, I just, I'm kind of like, Whoa, again, this is a workout tank. It's actually gray. It's not white. So it, it well, looks, looks like it on camera. Screen. But like I said, it's, it's, it's workout gear. I'm coming from the gym. And I, ha- I do have a hoodie. But like you said, the temperatures were, were warming up. And I actually was running out the, the gym because I was, a little bit behind, but um, you know who I did see in there? I saw Justin Jones. Justin Jones is in there. Talked to him for a little yeah, bit. Our, I swear, our producer Justin Jones. He's in. The, he was in there. Talked to him for a little bit. Um, so good for him, man. He's he's really attacking it. I I see him in there a lot. So good for him. But we do have yeah, Noah behind the glass. I saw him in there. I saw him in there. He was on Facetime. Yeah, like see, you, like you a, saw him. Four X sweatshirt from Alumni Hall. Yeah. Or. He had a big old, like two people could fit in his sweatshirt. Yeah, big old hoodie. And you're right, you definitely can get those at Alumni Hall. If you're if you're interested in any officially licensed Alabama gear, head on over to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. they got the two for 38 deals online. They've got the hat wall. If you like hats, they've got the Yeti products. Peter Millar, all Alabama gear right there for you at Alumni Hall. So go check them out right now. Again, in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Again, that's for the latest and greatest Alabama officially licensed gear. Check them out. Again, that's Alumni Hall. With that being said, um, I'm glad you brought up the C.J. Stroud thing. I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of thoughts on that, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to tread lightly because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It might not be what, what let people... Me do, let me be the one that get over the fence. No, no, for uh, sure. You, but but, yeah. but I, I look... You like to be honest, so I got to be honest as well. And and I'm I'm just going to be straight up. I've talked to a couple guys, some of my teammates that that, that play in the league, and 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 not going to name names, but I'm I'm just going to be fair. I'm going to kind of share the thought process behind their responses as well. Um, so I definitely want to dive into that because that's that's going to be interesting. It's probably not going to be what a lot of people want to hear though. Well, because as soon as we saw that, right? Because you know you sit here and I. I get my the old recline. I got my fireplace. I get the TV. I get my celly. You know, I go through X. And as soon as we saw that, I mean, all the folks that 
Love Bama, you know. Greg Byrne, they was tagging Greg Byrne and <laughs> saying, you know, hey, you got to get guys to give some money and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, I don't think these people have a clue because they don't know what we know, knowing former players, being former players, what's that's going to look like. And I brought that up just because I wanted to, you know, I hope I hope guys have changed their mind. But let's start right there, Christian. I mean, that this is a good conversation because the reality is, I was talking to a teammate of mine just before the show. And he knows that I've been trying to do this through our collective Carolina Rise here in Columbia, which I, I work for. Get former players? And, yeah, my part of my title is, uh, you know, uh, ath- athletes director or former athletes director. Like relations, you know, former player relations. Right, relation player, former player relations through that, meaning trying to connect them back to the program, right? Trying to get them... Uh, make them aware because a lot of them are not aware, even though you see some guys uh, on X. A lot of guys are not on X. A lot of former players don't fool with social media. So, therefore, you don't even see them. Um, your generation. So, My generation right. is probably a lot. Well, but still, even your generation, I promise you, there's not a You're job. saying they're too busy. I mean, they have it. They might be They got other stuff. Consumed. Not I mean, some guys are in it. You know, they, they follow this stuff. But <laughs> I was about to say, I see are, a lot of posts from my teammates. Yeah, but a lot of guys a lot of guys don't want nothing to do with it. Like, they might be on it and just look, but they're not really posting a lot. Fair. That being said, my point is this. I talked to my former teammate today. I talked to many others. And the reality is... Let's just get down and dirty. Let's get a, a three technique here. That's what we do here on the Miller's Edge. We're down in the trenches, brother. Former players, for the most part, I use the percentage 85%. He says, Corey, it's more than that. Meaning that these guys are not, all caps, going to give money back to the university, especially through an NIL deal that where younger players, high school and or college players, a lot of them are asking for money that hadn't played one play yet. Right. That's the general uh, assessment, consensus, right? Nobody, these guys like me, who y'all think I'm negative, but I don't want to give no money to somebody until you have proven that you can play. And and that is going to be the attitude of most players. That's the number one thing. Number two, Christian, <laughs> is a lot of these schools... South Carolina, Alabama, you name it. A lot of these schools, let's ask a question. What have you done for the athlete? Not talking about when the athlete was doing something for you, talking about playing time and on the field. But a lot of schools don't do enough for the athletes. Now, Greg, uh, not Greg Byrne, but but Kalen DeBoer, you know, in this, one of his interviews or his press conference, I cannot remember which one it was. He made it known that, hey, former players, and we've talked about this, former players are welcome back, right? And someone right. just t- tweeted a picture or X a picture of Dylan Thompson with a big, nice pool that's in, in the locker room, you know, with the big A and jacuzzi. Y'all get getting, that's very nice, by the way. Um, you, know, you know, like former players heating what Kalen DeBoer said, and they take the picture and retweet, quote, tweet, quote, X's. But we, we've been doing that, and you know that. I mean, but former players have been, been coming, coming back. Around there. Yeah, for years. Right, that's what I'm telling. Like they, they act like this is some new thing because Kalen DeBoer said it. Yeah, no, 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 no. We've been, we've, that's we've been t- happening. <laughs> we've taken <laughs> advantage of all the amenities for back. years. Yeah, right. That hasn't that hasn't been a problem. But I can tell you, at South Carolina, a lot of former players didn't want to go back 
because they did not feel welcome. So you got to do more than just let a guy come in and get in a jacuzzi and work out. It's bigger than that. And that's what I was telling the folks here at South Carolina. It's bigger than just, you know, let me come back and work out every now and, and again. You got to put things together for former players. You got to have game day experiences for former players. You got to give them jobs. You got to look at former players when it comes to working in the athletic department. This, 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 this is much bigger than that. But they're the first one to say, well, do you give money back? Do you do this? Do you do that? Do No, because you don't do enough. And people out here that don't know, and I know I'm going to get these comments going to say, well, you got a free education. And, I, and it pisses me off, excuse my language, when I hear somebody say, you got a free let me tell you something, sweetheart. Ain't nothing free. They work their tails off to, to get that scholarship, right? They earn it. They're traveling. They're up early in the mornings and workouts and cold. They're, they're, they're you know, not getting proper rest and taking exams. They, they, they do everything. And now today's game, the school benefits greatly. They're underpaid. They're underpaid athletes, right? Look at the gazillions of dollars these schools are making. So don't tell me it's free. So, Christian, those are the two things, and I'll let you have it, that I'm saying C.J. Stroud, <laughs> praise the Lord. He's a godly man. He loves, he's outspoken about his faith that I love it. And I'm glad that he did. But I'm going to tell you, 85 to 90% is not given NIL, not given collective, not given the university up, filling the blank, nothing because their lack of doing something, especially when the career is over. When I always say, these fans say a lot of stuff, but when your end don't have a job or them, them, or them big boosters out there offering you jobs, or them big boosters open doors for you, or, them big, or the school, when you go back and, and, and want internships and things like that, what are they doing? They go hiring somebody else. A lot of times, even when it comes to former players and jobs, I know Freddie Roach is on the staff, Jamie Moses is on the staff, you know. Denzel Chapman. We, 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 I will say at Alabama, we do a really right, nice job. Alabama of, do a better job than most. Even, out, even outside of, Clemson you know. does, Dabo Swinney does probably better than anybody. Yeah, well. They had 20-something guys. I counted them a couple of years ago. 20-something former players in some kind of capacity working for the university. Yeah. That's how that's, it should that's be. That's huge. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Even, even. Then I was going to say, even outside of just our athletic department, I mean, we do a good job as well of uh, using our programs, our career programs to help guys uh, find career paths or help them, you know, find jobs that um, they can specialize in that might be tailored to their, their degree or whatever they might be interested in. So I will say Alabama actually does a really good job when it comes to that. And Coach Saban was heavily involved with that. Obviously, we've seen that having Denzel Duvall, Josh Chapman, haha. Uh, Jamie, like you said, all these former guys that played yeah. under him on staff. They, they, and if it's not in athletics, they, they will go out their way to. I mean, Coach Saban, <laughs> you can ask any former player. He will be your number one reference for any uh, job. I, I, as a matter of fact, I saw, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting, man, uh, who was it? I forgot, but uh, basically it was for a totally outside of athletics type job. And Coach Saban was a reference contact for him. And, put me on your resume. Yeah, put him on put his resume. Yeah. It was it was it was awesome to see that. But anyway, so and I'll talk about my my thoughts my thoughts on yeah, so, the former so players I'm coming back. You, I'm not trying to say that to deter Aaron Suttles and Yay Alabama, but we just keep it real because if I'm a coach, I got guys. I'm using these guys. 
right? I'm giving, I'm, I'm creating jobs. I'm creating things for them to work within the, the athletic department. Or if they want to do something else, that's good. But but I'm, I'm doing something. Even if they're not working, guess what? As I told my people, the athletic director here, why don't you have a game day experience with former players? Why don't they have a tent? Use the indoor facilities where they already got food and they got the email. Everybody got to do their right thing, right? Bring them back. Let them have engagement with fans. Let them take pictures. Let them have engagement with the players that so they get to know them, not just by name, but get to know them. I mean, there's so many things that these schools can do, but yet they don't. And that's the reason why you're not going to see too many C.J. Strouds opening up the checkbook uh, for a NIL or a collective. It ain't going to happen. Coming back, we'll talk more about that. Also, I want you to hear what one, Clay Travis, who I don't like at all, but he says one coach that got a new job, he's not going to last about four years and he's going to be fired. I'll tell you who that was coming up after the break. This is Mills Edgewell on the Tide, 100.9, a.m. WTBC. We're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide. We're sponsored by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts, one feet at a time. Back in a moment. On the game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of the game, we'll feature Mike Dettelier, WWL, the Big 870, the grandfather of recruiting, Tom Lemming, will help us work our way down to National Signing Day. All of that starting at 2 o'clock, plus your phone calls on the game on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Tune in to Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few spotty showers this afternoon and tonight with a cloudy sky. The high today, 62. Tonight's low, 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Yeah. Uh, bust down chain, that was 30 beats. Bust down wrist, that's my bust down 30 inch. Walk up in the club. We're back. Like it was Miller's Edge. Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Corey Miller, Christian Miller. 
my man Noah in the studio, taking your calls, 205-342-9904. Don't forget, download that free app, leave some comments, thoughts, questions there. Before we get to the phone line, we see you there. Stay right there. I'm coming. I want Christian to uh, give his uh, thoughts. We've been talking about former players like C.J. Stroud. He, he wrote a check to Ohio State. Ohio State been just balling when it comes to transfer portal. All kinds of dudes, man, adding to the already loaded roster. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago, Ryan Day, the head coach, said it takes a lot of money to, to basically buy your team, build up your team. Um, and it was said that they have spent $13 million just in football, not counting other sports. Um, now C.J. Stroud, who had a phenomenal rookie season, probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year, no doubt about that. Drop people saying somewhere between fifty to one hundred thousand to a collective for the NIL. Uh, so, Christian, what say you? Well, this is this is what I have to say on that. And as a former player here, uh, look, I, we have a, a, a ton of guys in the league, right? And everybody knows that. And that's where all this was coming from. Once they saw C.J. Stroud uh, made that donation, everybody flocked to Twitter and was like, "You said, you know, tagging Greg Byrne, like, man, if we could just get all our guys in the NFL." which, I mean, on the active roster, I mean, we have the most guys. I mean, it, we got a plethora of players in the NFL, and everybody's like, oh, okay, they just get, they, they all donate, you know, that solved this problem. And that's true. I mean, you could raise a good bit of money that way, but like you said, the more sustainable model is probably in smaller increments recurring uh, with, you know, throughout the whole fan base. But it is, it, look, if you're just talking about generating more money, yeah, that that is a great idea. But if I'm being completely transparent, um, I've taught, I got the opinion of several guys I played with and nobody really seemed like they were interested in, you know, giving a lump sum of money back like that. I'm not saying they wouldn't, you know, do like a, a you know, a standard type uh, NIL, you know, comp, uh, what do you know what I mean? Like, like the package, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know how these things, what you call them, packages or whatever. Like there's memberships. They probably would do something like that for sure, right? I mean, they definitely could do that. But when you're talking... Um, everybody donating a lump sum, like, I don't think people realize, like, the NFL, you definitely make a great deal of money, but not everybody is making millions and millions of dollars. Now, the league minimum has increased. It is around $800,000, but you got to remember, after Uncle Sam takes his piece, then you pay your agent. I mean, guys might... Four hundred, three, yeah, three seventy-five. No. Yeah, you're probably making around, you know, four hundred, three seventy-five, like you said. Actually, like, like net. That's what your net, right? Then you've got your bills and expenses... Then a lot of these the guys, well, they definitely are going to, and which look, look, they, they, they earn their, their share. They want to go, they're going to want to go on trips. They're going to do all that stuff. And then you got to remember, these guys have families, right? They're older. They might have wife and kids. They got to support and take care of. If they got, a lot of guys come from situations where they're relying, like their, their family is relying on them. They got parents, aunts, uncles, cousins that, that are, that are in need, right? I knew, I knew several players that used to, spend thousands not spend but give thousands of dollars a month just to their family like that like that was part of their thing so these guys have a lot more uh that they're accountable for and that's one thing the other thing is you got to realize at least i'm speaking for from my experience at alabama a lot of guys feel like you were just saying like why am i you know paying back to, to these kids that haven't necessarily done anything like i said yesterday if we, if I could designate, like, look, man, I want to support guys like Malachi Moore, Tyler Booker, these guys that have been in the program, they put the work in, right? They're wearing that A with pride. They're great leaders, right? They're doing the right things off the field. 
right? They're good people. I know Malachi, right? I'm good friends with Malachi. Great dude, man. I love that dude. Really, really like, you know, solid, solid person off the field. Great player, works hard, great leader, right? I, if, if you could designate that, that'd be cool. Um, and obviously, guys want to support the whole, because we got to remember, this, the NIL stuff does technically, uh, it's designated to the entire athletics, right? It's not just football. However, that is something to consider. Then I think the biggest thing is former players like myself, I mean, we put in all that work, and it's not that we're like, oh, we didn't get paid, but we also feel that we've already paid it forward by our accomplishments are what set these new guys up to have these amenities, right? Because the, my teammates and myself, all the, the, the countless hours, time, and effort of us grinding and blood, sweat, and tears and having success, that's the reason there's a brand new locker room. That's the reason there's upgrades at the stadium. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, we feel like we've already contributed in that manner, right? Like, no offense to these kids that are just getting there, but they don't have a new locker room because anything they did, they haven't done anything yet. The new locker zero. room. Zero. I just... You know I mean, what I mean? Listen, like they have, they I, have, they have a new locker room. They have <laughs> brand new dorms. They have all this stuff because of the work that was put in before. For instance, I got here in 2014. They completely renovated the weight room. My like the first year I got here, right? I was appreciative of those guys from 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13 that came before me that paved the way. But because it was because of them and their success that I was afforded that nice new weight room, and then I knew it was on me and our, my class and everybody that came after us to uphold that standard because that's why we were given such nice things, right? And then we had a standard to live up to. So there's stuff like that. And then the last thing I'll think of is too is, I hate to bring this up and because there's no beef, but people have to understand this. You know, when I talk about standard, it goes towards several things. We used to have a standard of always being in one accord, Right. Always, everybody wearing black cleats, everybody wearing the same issued gear, right? Whether it was in the workout room, whether it was on, on practice, on in games specifically, especially. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of years ago, guys were a little frustrated about, you know, the, the green mouthpieces. I hate to bring this back up because, again, there's no beef at all, right? Like, it, it is what it is. But there was a lot of former players that were a little frustrated, and it wasn't them trying to be mean or pick on these guys. They were just saying, look, the standard at all the standard has always been the standard. We were never allowed to wear crimson colored cleats or anything different. We were never allowed to wear certain socks, or we were never allowed to wear a different color mouthpiece. We weren't allowed to wear jewelry. Coach Cochran would always apply those those rules, right? He'd go around and, and, and remove that stuff from you. And so when some guys voiced that, again, it wasn't picking on them. It just was like, hey man, this has always been the standard, man. We're a little disappointed that this is kind of changing. I didn't publicly do it, but I'm saying there was a lot of former players doing it. And the response that those players got was a lot of backlash. And the team, actually, I think they, they used it as a bonding moment, which is great. But they kind of gave the former players the middle finger because the whole team came out in green mouthpieces. Which, again, I love the fact that they bonded together. I mean, it's unfortunate it took former players kind of getting on them for them to kind of have that come to Jesus moment. But former, you don't think former guys are going to think about that? Like, hey, you're asking me to donate this money to give to these guys that basically gave us the middle finger for asking them just to uphold the standard. We weren't asking them to do anything crazy, not asking them to do anything different that we did from what we did. We just were asking them to just follow the standard and just, you know what I mean, keep that standard alive. And they basically gave us a middle finger. So you got to think about that too. But 
that's a long-winded way of saying, man, I just, I think it's going to be very hard to get guys to buy back into that if we're being completely honest. Plus, I'm just going to give you my perspective. I would love to support a lot of athletes as much as I can, but here's the deal. I'm a very financially aware person. I don't want to be giving money to an 18-year-old kid who's going to go blow it on on jewelry and cars. And I'm not saying everybody will do that. But I don't like I don't, I think that's irresponsible and negligent. If I knew my money was going to set him up for and giving him a bank account to, you know what I mean, set him up for his future, if it was going to teach him how to invest his money, to set him up for when he's done with college, say he he gets hurt and doesn't get to play in the NFL, he's set in that in that uh way. I would probably be more on board that way. But right now, man, I'm just see, I'm not trying to be funny, but these guys are getting these NIL deals. And the first thing they're doing is going to the dealership. They're driving 70, $80,000 cars, which again, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not pocket watching, but to me, I'm just like, come on, man. And again, in 2014, you know how much we got paid a month? $125. I couldn't even fill up my gas tank in my truck. I had an F-150. It was an old F-150. It was like 2007 F-150. had a lift kit on it, big tires. I was probably getting 10 miles to the gallon. And I was having to fill up all the time. I, that 125 You should have bought your Ranger then. I probably should have, but no, can't do the <laughs> midsize. But I'm saying, look, I, I, and I'll get on with this, but I couldn't even afford the gas. But I was just, you know, grateful. I made it work. I knew I had all the food up there. And again, I'm not taking away from these guys. What I'm saying is a lot of former players look at it as, we went through that same thing, probably even harder than they're going through now. We didn't get paid. We, we, we made do with what we had. We kind of struggled, but we made it work. These guys now are already getting money, and it's like it's more and more. Like these guys on average are probably getting paid at least 40 k a year. I mean, we didn't get any of that. No, that's that's I, and that's, that's low, and that's low. That's, that's low. That's low. I think they all are getting sixty thousand. Listen, but that's a, that's, I'm saying that's a base pay. They're getting that. Then they have the opportunity to make even more. If they want to go do a deal to make even more money, they can do that. So right. what I'm saying is a lot of former players think that way. They're saying, look, man, we we went from we had we got paid one hundred twenty five dollars a month. Like they're not going to get they're not, not going to give any money. They're getting 40 K now and can make right. more money on top of that by doing individual. No, they get more and now. you're asking us to give more. It's like a lot of former players feel that way. I'm just being transparent. So I mean, we, we talked we talked to former players. Right. And they kind of gave us an idea, even a better former player that plays that that's a name. They get they taken care of, bro. We laugh when. But it was very interesting because those former players would be like, hey, uh. We're not getting enough, man. We're struggling. I'm like, one guy said, like, what? I mean, oh, yeah. how in the world are you struggling? This is at Alabama, right? Knowing that you get sixty thousand plus. They said and they, they said five K a month was was hard for them to sustain. Sustain when you eat for free, when you get free clothing. That, that blew my mind. I mean, your stuff mind. is basically your room and board is basically taken care of. And it's just you. <laughs> and you're struggling? We, yeah. I mean, all of us is like, what, bro? You have Come no on, clue. Man. So my thing is this. Guys, this is real talk. Former players and Nick Saban have, I remember just months ago, and they, I don't know if he didn't post it, but somebody at Alabama posted what the salary was of all those players at Alabama, what they were getting, right? It was so much money. You remember seeing that? He put out there with all oh, the combined all the total contracts. Oh, yeah, we get paid.
I think you cut off for a second. <laughs> but, we get paid uh, around here. That's what they say. We get paid around here. Listen, they're not spending no money. I'm not giving no money. Chris is not giving no money. And, and most former players are not going to be like C.J. Stroud. You can bank on that because that's one thing. But the biggest thing is they're not giving money to unproven players. Now, they might help a brother out to struggle, but I ain't giving no cheddar. Quick time out your phone calls. We see you over there. We'll take some calls, some messages on the other side. This is the Middle's Edge. We're on the tie 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Back in a moment. Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this state... This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. How about you? As a fan, we've been in the locker room, man. Dirty jocks, socks, and t-shirts. You know what I mean? We did all that blood, sweat, and tears. And we're saying, nah... I can't give you. I can tell you this. There was a player right in South Carolina because I'm a part of the stuff. Well, they have asks, right? And you go to the coach how it works this, you know, you know who the players are because you own these sites, Tider Insiders and whatever dot coms, B-O-L dot coms and whatever. So y'all have access to all this stuff, right? And there's a recruit. Well, the collector's going to make sure via through the coach and say, hey, you know, um, coach, what we need to get said player. Well, in this case, my case, wasn't even football. Said player needed 100K. So my point was to them was like, listen, I get what this said player has done in high school. Very talented Great upside. But you want to hand him a bag for 100K? And knowing that if that said player gets out there next year and doesn't beat X out and has to sit on the bench, you know what that said player is going to do? Leave. Hey, bye-bye. Peace. And you already given them $100,000 that you can't get back. Hmm. And then you got to repeat the process again. So my advice to them was, listen, do payment plans, right? Set them up. Hey, if I got to give a kid in football $300,000, if coaching staff says, hey, because the coaching staff are the ones that are making this call. So don't y'all get it twisted. We know collective raises the money and do all the paperwork but it's the coaches that are telling the people at the collectives to get things done. All right? That's how it happened. Now, there's been instances where collectives have gone on their own and offered players in high school money. We've seen it happen at Florida. The quarterback. 
<laughs> and then he gets to campus, they don't have it. $13 million. So this thing is crazy. So, you know, my thing would be... It. They're going to change it. It's, it's not, uh, not going to last long. I mean, because, again, it's, it's pay for play. I mean, like, that's what we're describing. Like, again, yeah. and I, like, use, once you're on campus, I know we say this so many times, but, I mean, it, it, I don't understand how, you, you can't describe it any better than this. Use... Your, your talent to make plays on the field, then use your, your persona, your personality to be uh, and have good character to, to make relationships off the field, establish your brand off the field, get those brand deals, make money that way. That's NIL. Do autographs, sell jerseys, sell T-shirts, just like yeah, Alabama. They did a T-shirt for Malachi Morris. Matter of fact, go support that. that you get a T-shirt for it and you're supporting the guys. That, that's a, that's I, awesome. How much, how much is that, how much I, that I, T-shirt? I didn't look at it, but it, you know, they had the, the quote, if they ain't wearing crimson, blank him right it says if you ain't wearing crimson dot 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 then it's got you know his his last name and his number that's cool like that is nil support a guy like that he's a great player and a great person and that's a cool t-shirt that's what it is but this whole yeah, like, like oh oh my price is 300k to come here that's pay for play that's not nil that's a sign and bonus that's not gonna last long i'm telling you right now they're already working on it and it's not gonna last long they're gonna they're gonna get rid yeah. of it they're gonna get rid of it uh, i love love to hear your thoughts let's get to the phones let me get my phone out, Noah's. We've got uh, sentiment information. We've got but, KJ uh, from first. 342 Let's go to KJ. He's in the ATL. What's up, my brother? Welcome in. How you, how you, how you guys doing, man? What's up, man, KJ? Great, great, great. Uh, I want to, like, point out to the point, because it's actually every time that you guys have subjects, it's kind of crazy, because I have these same group chat subjects um, beforehand. So it's kind of funny that y'all brought this up. <laughs> and I was the person in the group chat actually to bring up the uh, that you know the CJ Scrow thing. I sent the link, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys are like Chris. I mean, you Christian, you may be more so amped to know it. But after I sent that, a lot of the former players they was like, "Wait, how much is he giving now?" Like it, it piqued their interest. Mm-hmm. And I want to go on record by saying, like, by no means as any former player should be have anything to do. Like they should not be required to send any money amount of money to anyone. Right, but. That definitely piqued their interest because we live in a, I hate to say it, monkey see, monkey do generation that you see CJ Shroud do it. I think it's going to, it'll shock y'all, but I do think some players will, you know, I saw him do it. I got to do it too. I mean, that, that's thing. that's fair. I mean, uh, some people, you're right. I mean, it's almost like a, a status or a statement. They want to make a statement. If, exactly. if I had, if I had to name one person that I could definitely see doing something like that. But it wouldn't necessarily be for a statement just because he genuinely would want to do it. That'd probably be like Will Anderson, man. He's one of those dudes that's very prideful, very appreciative of Alabama. I, I definitely could see him uh, making some type of conversation. Will or Bryce like Young, maybe. Maybe, maybe Bryce. But again, they also are top three picks. They just signed for, you know, 25 to 30 something million dollars. Like that was their signing bonus. They can afford, you know, a 50 to 100K donation, especially if it's a tax write off. But other and guys, we got to remember too. We got former players that are donors too, like Wesley Brandt. Like he isn't he like a, a booster too as well. So like we got people as well, former players. It's not nothing new. This is nothing new. Right. It's already happened. This has just been a main thing that just came. No, out no, of, no, no, of, no, no, no. That, that that's not. KJ, I'm sorry, but there's not a whole lot of former players. Yeah, no, no, there's not I a whole lot. No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't say it was a whole lot. Like it's still not going to be a whole lot. But I'm, what I'm saying is, Ohio State already had former players that were. Boosters, like Alabama older guys. Has some, yeah, like it happens. So that's what I'm saying in terms of former players. But um, I'm trying, I'm trying to bring this thing back now, like even the last 25. So my, like, and Christian is great friends with CJ Mosley, Jamie. 
So a guy like C.J. Moser, been around, played great in the league, first-round picks, redid an $80 million deal. Can you see a guy like C.J. Moser saying, yeah, and his brother's on the staff, right? Hey, I'm going to give $25,000 to the collective for, for players. Christian, could you see that happening? But let, let me yeah, ask I you. mean, maybe with Jamie being on staff, and I mean, CJ's a good dude, and then, again, if you can write it off, if you can get a tax deduction, I definitely could see more people doing it, right? Yeah, for because sure. people, that's, in, that, that's exactly. the biggest incentive. If it's a tax write-off, I do feel you'll see more guys doing it. If it's not, though, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Thinking. But, well, but, is, is Jay Alabama 501c3? See, I, I'm not too sure. I'll have to educate why myself. Is it, why is it expected, though, a fan to be giving out money, but former players is like, ah, man. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, yo. Hey, hey, look, 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 I, I, look, I tell people to do what they can. You And you you listen to the show. You hear me. I you always do, say I do. feel you bad say for the fans having you to, to dish out money. But what I'm saying is the biggest thing, KJ, is because we went through the same thing, but even harder and and again, dude, we my uh, my first year we got 125 a month, and they just they keep renovating and building new things because of the groundwork of the former players. So in our heads, we're kind of like, we've already done enough by get, I know. getting them. Players new always think it, I mean? players think it's y'all that y'all. And I mean, I get it, y'all the entertainment, but really, it's the fans that really make this thing go around. So like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, wow, shoot, if anybody like you was talking about former players need a job. Wouldn't it be the smart thing to give up? Like, hey, you're a super fan. I'm going to give you a job for this university. Work with, you know what I mean? Like, stuff oh, like that. Sure. I feel like, so, hold on. So, hold on. You're more. trying to tell me that the fan is more important than the athlete. Absolutely. Whoa. Hold, hold on. All right. Wait. Absolutely. Now, wait. Now, 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 I don't know about <laughs> KJ. Oh, what, lost wait a minute. What, well, you, what you been getting your coffee this morning? More important. <laughs> KJ, there wouldn't be a If you got no player, you got nothing. <laughs> Who would the fans be watching? Wait, man, how are you going to say that? The fans, <laughs> can go out on the, the fans can go out on the field and do play at the YNC. The fans can go out on the KJ. field and do it. You can, replace, you can replace the athlete. You cannot replace a fan. KJ, come on now. KJ, if if if, if everybody gonna pay yeah, money if it was to that, watch Johnny that, Johnny Snow running a five nine forty play, are you kidding me? If that was the case, so, why, why why don't why don't these little semi pro or these little park ball flag football these wiring the stands field if, if if football's football? Because we got professionals that we don't need them. But if we <laughs> didn't have professionals, we would go to them, and you know it. We no, would go to them. No, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you lost me on that one. Now I will say, I'm not taking nothing from the fans. The fans definitely are an integral part of sports. Yeah, they, they make. Again, like when, when there's, no, there's no fans, yeah, if there's no fans in the stadium. It definitely it, it feels empty. I mean, like it ain't no so, game. you know what I'm saying. But however, now come on now, but they play when they play when they play the game without fans and COVID. Game still went on. Yeah, the game. No, we still, still watch. On. We still watch them games. If it was no, yeah, you still watch. You just ain't go to the game. No but the TV revenue, revenue was still. Well, no TV revenue, revenue kept going. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, like fans are 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 you lost super important. Yeah, we the lifeline. We the lifeline, in my opinion. Wait a minute. So <sighs> that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. So you gonna tell me? I don't know. I've never seen you, KJ. Love you as a brother, but you no, gonna no, tell no. me that there's people that if you're saying you can go out there and be Kool Aid McKinstry. No, I didn't. That is not what I said. I did not say that at all. <laughs> well, you said, said. you said the fans can go out there. You said the fans can replace the players. I know. I, well, what does he do? Backpedal and catch a ball? A, a fan can go back there and backpedal and catch a ball. Oh, bro. Come on. That's KJ. all I'm saying. KJ, now, do, do you, I'm, I'm assuming you probably <laughs> oh play sports, God. right? 
Yeah, I play it, but I'm, I'm being serious. I feel like I just if you I guess play sports, so, you know dang well not just now. anybody can go out there and do this stuff. Come on, man. I, I don't, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm being honest. That's my point. But I got one more point I gotta make before y'all cut me off. All right, there y'all you go. Y'all got, y'all got <laughs> no, I'm you looking at these people coming and listening. You like what in the world are you talking about? YouTube stream is not agreeing with you right now, but it's all good. Go ahead. I don't care what they're talking about. Okay, rank these coaches: DeBoer, Lincoln Riley, and Lane Kiffin. And number no 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 I'm sorry 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 Lincoln Riley, the Boar and Steve Sarkeesian and I'm gonna hang up and listen. To wait, what you I said, gotta wait wait you said rank them like rank them. one two three rank those coaches yep say say what the Boar okay who else Steve Sarkeesian Sark. Sark yep and then um, lastly Lincoln Riley all right okay I got mine easy there you go appreciate it KJ Sark. that that was fun Sark. Boy, that was wild he said Lane fun. Kiffin no 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 he said he said the Boar Sark and. Uh, Lincoln no, Lincoln Riley. Riley. There you go. Sorry. Lincoln Riley is three. Uh, the boys two. Sark is number one. And I don't care if they lost to that, that. That 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 doesn't weigh. I'm saying I think Sark has done it longer and a proven better offensive mind than than uh, the boy at this point and at a higher level. Yeah, if we're going to rank them right now, I'm, uh, people are going to say, will DeBoer beat Sark? So I can see them putting DeBoer one, but I, I just, and maybe it's because I'm biased because I've been around Sark and I kind of know what he has to offer. You know, I'm just becoming more familiar with Coach DeBoer, but I probably would say right now, I mean, maybe maybe we'll just go 1A and 1B, Sark and DeBoer, then uh, Lincoln Riley. But, no, 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 you can't do that. That's cheap. Okay, well, then I, I guess I'll probably just say Sark for now, just because, I mean, I know... DeBoer beat him. But that's what I'm saying. But DeBoer beat him, though. So do you have to, by default, do you have to put that? But because somebody beat somebody doesn't mean Listen, no, I know that's fair because, I I mean, Coach Saban was beat by, let's say, Jimbo. They don't make Jimbo better. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Well, somebody in Auburn right now does beat beat him twice. Is he better? Oh, oh, that's that's a good point. Well, we're going, if if that's the metric, then I probably would say Sark. All right. I've got to hit a break. I see you, Warren. I see you, Denon. I see you others online. The messages app, Tide 100.9. Put your question right there. I am just, I'm blown away. The KJ, <laughs> I, I, just, I just think he's drunk. KJ, you are drunk. Oh, you're taking some medicine for your headache that's got you crazy. <laughs> I mean, we love fans. We stand up for the fans, bro. And we love them being in the stands and what they bring, the energies. But, bro, you can't tell me they're they're more important than the player because you don't have any athletes. What what revenue, what what Disney going to do? They going to pay money for the fans to go out there and play? That's like saying the the plate's more important than the food. Mm, I don't know. All right, we got a break. <laughs> you're not you're not a fan on the YouTube extra, or, or, right? or the pan. The pan's more yeah. important, important than the food. You can have a pan, but you ain't gonna have nothing to cook. <laughs> Love you, KJ. Right. Man, I don't know. That, be, that was wild. <laughs> back in a moment. Wow. Inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris coming up Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. We're going to have the latest Bama football recruiting with Andrew Bone. Also, Bart Heitch on hoops. 
your phone calls, and more. That's the Gary Harris Show Wednesday at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few spotty showers this afternoon and tonight with a cloudy sky. The high today, 62. Tonight's low, 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. KJ, that's just for you. That's for KJ right there. We forget you, bro. You have somebody on the YouTube said KJ has officially entered the transfer portal. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's got one person that that feels feels strongly about okay. what he said, and, and I just I don't understand it because I guess my thing is athletes and the team they create fans, right? Like that's you got to be a fan of something. If yeah. you take that, I, I, if you remove that and you take that away, then what are you a fan of? Grass? Yeah. That's all I'm confused. Again, I, I, it's I mean, not I, degrading the fans. It's just I'm like, if you're gonna, I don't think you can, you can order it. You know, I'd love to so. see how many fans will show. I mean, how many people will show up to watch KJ back <laughs> Oh yeah, nothing. that was other thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if that was a case. I mean, I mean, then, um, then why? If that's the case, then the XFL or UFL, whatever it is now, the ratings should XFL. be just as high. Well, no, it's the UFL now. They've combined. UFL, okay. But they won't be happy. No, but what I'm saying, if, if that okay. was the case, then the, the ratings should be the same as NFL. And, and that's real football. football. Yeah, let's go. Let's get going. Uh, Noah, message from Mike real quick. Then we're going to take Den on you. Hold on real quick. What uh, message we have from Ty 100.9, Noah? Yeah, Mike was just on that conversation. We just said uh, maybe he agrees a little bit more with KJ. Says no product without customers, but I don't know. That can go both ways. I no, think. no, there still is a product. That's the thing. The product still exists, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what he's saying, but again, <laughs> if you want to use that, though, I, that, uh, look, I don't know. I, let's I, go I, to dinner. I, 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 I think the cooking example is perfect. It's like having a pot with no food to cook. You sure about I, that? I'm very sure. Yeah, about that. I got, I, I got some non-stick pots. <laughs> But I ain't got no collars to put in there. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to eat. There's going to be nothing to eat. You can have a pie, but nothing. But if you don't have anything to to put in it, then there's nothing to eat. Yeah. Can somebody post a picture of KJ backpelling? That would be great. Then on, you're up next here on (laughs) the Miller's Edge. Welcome in. Hey, man. I ain't going to lie. You're in Christian's conversation and and the first part of KJ's conversation. I thought, man, they're all in my notes here. I was was riding around Tuscaloosa listening to y'all. I'm thinking, man. Now, so I'm like, well, y'all keep hitting my point here, my point here, my point here. And now, sudden, KJ came in here and just blew it off the map there for a second. Well, he, just, <laughs> whoa, whoa. he messed us all up. No, no, that was good. That, that, was, that was fun, man. I like, I like stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, man, makes you, makes you think, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I'm trying to think of him backpedaling. That would be funny. <laughs> oh, well, the thing about this was, I think, I think the country is getting this NIL, quote-unquote NIL, and pay-for-play, which is basically what this, in essence, really is. Right. They're getting confused. NIL for itself is great. But, yes. you know, uh, Coach Nick Saban told these folks, what, two years ago, this will never be sustainable. 
He did. Exactly. And, and Christian and Christian touched base with this a little bit just a minute ago. Um, majority of the alumni, which is basically your big boosters, and I would say through the help of the University of Alabama, showing these guys financially, think about this. I mean, I've, I've heard stories that Coach Saban tried to help players have a financial thinking to prepare themselves for when football is not here, but this, that, and the other majority of your people out there, they're not going to, they're not going to invest in something that cannot be sustained. Right. Uh, that's, that's throwing away money. Christian mm-hmm. said, Hey, I got to watch my money. So does everybody, I mean, everybody else out there. Even, I mean, the, the guy sitting there listening to the radio right now in their kitchen, they said, Hey, I'm giving 20 bucks a month. To a, to a millionaire, that's nothing. But to that gentleman sitting at his table, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how, how many of these guys that, okay, um, let, let's just say, CJ, hey, man, you gave us $75,000 last year. Fast forward three years from now when, uh, I don't know, 85% of the players CJ helped get to Ohio State are no longer there. They pick that phone up again. Hey, CJ, can we look forward to getting that again? Uh, man, I don't know. It's just like I'm throwing money away. Right. I mean, and, and, and Christian, you said the same way. You know, you, you, we all have to, I mean, in this day and time and this society we live in these days, I don't care what level of your own from us to the man running for president. They've got to count their dimes. You know, they're, 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 everybody has to to an extent. I don't care how rich you are. You're not going to throw money away. Right. You're not going to be rich very long. No. So it's no. unsustainable, you know, no. and, and some ideas, I mean, a lot of the fans out there don't really realize, I think Christian kind of hinted around to it a little bit, through the scholarship players, what's left over each quarter, I guess, or every so often from your scholarship, is that basically as a cash payment to the player? Am I correct in saying that? Uh, it's like a cost of attendance that they give you or something yeah. like that. Then if, if players yeah. are uh, eligible, you can, you know, get a Pell Grant. But other than that, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the same idea is, though, to me, the only way to fix this, let's go ahead and fix it. Because, I mean, I work at Mercedes-Benz, the day to my off day. Sometimes I call y'all, don't tell anybody. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, set it up. Cause, I mean, we got guys right now, like ladies and, and kids, God bless them, young folks, 19, 20 years old, walking in the door and saying, hey, how how is he making $29 an hour? Or what, I, would, I just want that number out there. $26 an hour and I'm, I'm making 18. I'm doing the same job. He is. Well, that guy's been here 17, you know, 17 years. Right. You know, it, it's the mentality I think of the mm. youth of America thinking, Hey, I don't give this guy's work 30 years here. I should be making the same thing he's doing. I'm tightening down the same bolt. He is show some loyalty. Go ahead and set this in. No, take the NIL part out of it. Mm-hmm. Build it into the scholarships. Hey, if you've been here four years, you get 60,000. You've been here five. No, no. Throw to me. I'm the first year, 60,000. Fourth year player should be making more than a player that just starts out that's, because he's got that's what, that's what I that's what I said yesterday. I mean, if I'm a senior and I've you know busted my tail, I've worked my way up. I mean, I've I got all these bumps and bruises. I've you know been an ambassador for the university. And I'm you know pledged to make 50k. And then a guy comes in who hadn't played a snap and they just paid him 500k. I'm gonna be upset, man. I, I'm just being yeah. honest. Well, I mean, I, I, is, I mean, like I said, if that guy's making fifty thousand dollars a year through the scholarship deal, I mean, add it to that, put it in there, and everybody gets the same thing across the board. Now, the NIL part, I think, is the deal where you've got to be a little more careful, be more watchful. Then, hey, if you can sell a T-shirt, man, God bless you. That's yours. You do that separately. Right. Exactly. But make it to where the collective, all of that money in the collective, goes to give these guys 
quote unquote yearly salary across the board. Everybody, and that way, everybody in the entire university gets the same amount or gets the, the money to an extent. The, the basketball player, the softball player, baseball player, it's built into a scholarship fund collective, I guess you could call it. Um, you know, I think it could be a good thing if they do it right, but like Coach David and, and others also said, said so is, you're building something that can't be fixed. It's not it's done right, Bennon, and, and uh, you're right. It, it has to be. It's not sustainable, and what you said is 100% right. You can't go after the big money and continue to ask these guys every year or two for all these big donations. What is sustainable if everybody did give $10 a month or $5 a month? If you got yeah. a numerous amount of people doing that that's affordable for them, hey, if they get a T-shirt based on it, that's awesome, too. Um, and they can continue to do that. But this big money, not going to work. Thanks for the phone call, brother. We've got to hit the top of the hour break. When we come back, more of your calls. We'll continue this conversation. Plus, one man believes that uh, Mr. DeBoer, his time is numbered here in Tuscaloosa. We'll play that for you when we come back. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. The Miami Heat are trading Kyle Lowry in a first-round pick in 2027 to the Charlotte Hornets in exchange for Terry Rozier. And the Hornets have no immediate plan to work on a buyout with Lowry. They're going to see if they can work another trade for him before the February 8th deadline. Indiana Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton will miss the next three games to manage a hamstring injury that he suffered in early January. Cavaliers' Tristan Thompson has been suspended 25 games for violating the league's anti-drug program. In the NFL, Jim Harbaugh is in L.A. today to meet with the Chargers for a second time about their head coaching job. And according to the NFL Network, a deal is within striking distance. The Eagles have parted ways with offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. WWE's weekly program, Raw, will stream live Monday nights on Netflix beginning in January of 2025. A deal was announced today, and it is worth more than $5 billion over 10 years. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18, VA, VS 050, the ABA, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we roll on hour number two here on a Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. If you just not joining us first hour, we had a good conversation about NIL, about C.J. Stroud of Oklahoma, excuse me, Ohio State, not Oklahoma State. And uh, his donation of 50 to 70 
thousand, hundred thousand, whatever he gave. You know what's real? If he gave a hundred thousand, they ain't a whole lot of money. But <laughs> I mean, my point is they ain't gonna do a whole lot. I mean, yes, we're glad to get it if you're the, the collective, but it helps out. But at the same time, when it comes to football and you look at what they have done, if they have spent $13 million based on what the reports are, it hasn't done a whole lot. It helps. But you're going to need a lot more of, of dudes doing that. Our, uh, we don't believe, Chris and I don't believe that many athletes, former football players for sure, uh, will participate in giving money to collectives just with our reasons basically was one uh they ain't done anything yet and christian was talking about this and so was denon who called in and it's kind of like the old nfl model i'll tell you this right when we got it Lawrence taylor told me this this is i mean i've been done playing since 2001 when i retired 2001 we're in pennsylvania hershey pennsylvania the golf event my good friends there uh and we were out having a bourbon and having a cigar and Lawrence was telling the story, right? I got drafted in the sixth round, back when they had 13 rounds in, in uh, uh, 1991. They drafted two outside backers in front of me. Of course, my last two years at South Carolina, because of a coaching change, they had a different defense. I ended up having to play going from stand-up to put my hand in the dirt, so I went with, like Will Anderson excuse me, is doing. But when I got drafted, I got drafted as an outside linebacker, and I could play all the linebackers. But anyway, that being said, the, the odds were stacked against me, but I showed up, did what I know I could do. Uh, I became a starter pretty early in my career, my rookie year. Um, so he was telling the story. Now, Lawrence Taylor, when I first got to the NFL, the highest paid person on our team was Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor. Been there a long time. Uh, every year, annually, Pro Bowl player, all pro Player of the year for Lawrence Taylor on defense. They were the dudes. They made about $700,000. My salary was $90,000. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made $90,000 base salary, 1991. I got a $35,000 signing bonus. And then I have a, I had a heavily incentivized contract. But by year three, right, there was no free agency. So there wasn't, as you know it now, you couldn't just hop up and leave like, like the transfer portal, right? You was bound to your contract. So 1991, I ended up starting uh, during the course of the year, played a lot. I mean, I made a good money based on the incentives. I probably made 200000 with the incentives, right? 92, starter, boom, playing, made plenty of incentive money. Well, we had Plan B, which Plan B protected who you had a certain number, a team could protect players, right? So if it's, let's call it 35, 40 players that they could put under this protection, meaning no team could come and get those players. I was one of those guys, uh, usually your starters and then, you, you know, other players that were important to your team. Well, then they started talking about free agency, you know, that players deserve the right to have a choice to go play where they want to go play. Well, that happened in 1993. And in 1993, I had my best year. So I go from that little bit of money to making $1.8 million a year in 1993. As you know, today I would have been, if you want to kind of equate it, I would have been, God knows, you know, I was one of the highest paid backers. And so, and Lawrence was telling the story of 
how he won all he's won, all the wars he's won, all the greatness that he he had. Listen, he never made that kind of money. Never. So how can you expect a guy like that that did a lot more than I did? And I was a really good football player. Okay? Lawrence was a great football player. And he never made the money. I know time has something to do with it, but the point is, in the locker room, we would get mad when that happened. In the locker room, the first-round pick would come into a locker room with this huge contract and haven't played one dadgummit down. But yet, they just shoveling money, shoveling money to guys who haven't played a freaking down. I, I think Ryan Williams is going to be great. But the fact that he can sit here, based on what he did in high school, and go tell people what kind of money he needs. I don't like that. Because who knows what Ryan Williams is going to be in college? We don't know. So that's that's kind of a comparison, right? In the NFL, guys get huge contracts sometimes without just being good college football players. And they get drafted, and they get a boatload of money, and they get the sign for all this money. And a lot of them may not amount to much or nothing. The fair thing is the longer then and Christian, you said this, the longer you've been there and been proven that you are here, you're you're concreted into that program, the organization, and you playing, you're balling, reward that guy. That person should get the money. So I love NIL, name, image, and likeness, but I don't like the fact high school people can tell me what they need to get paid. Because, bro, because I, I mean, my conversation around Williams would be just like it is now. I appreciate what you've done in high school. Any other incoming first? I'm just using him as an example, folks. You ain't did anything yet. And you don't think them dudes in the locker room in Alabama looking at him, them new receivers looking at him like, bro, you ain't done nothing yet. You ain't been through fourth quarter yet. You had to get up in the morning after winter workouts and then go to class yet. But yet, we gonna pay you all that money. I understand the game, and I've been the one to sit back the truck up. I'm saying that's what Alabama is gonna have to do. They're gonna have to back the truck up. And it's unfortunate because he was committed there. Let him go prove himself. Then let him do what he do. Make the main thing the main thing. And then you can back the truck up. Yeah. And and I don't I'm not a huge fan of it either. But if you think about it, I mean that's kinda how the NFL draft is. You you alluded to it, like guys that get picked, right? The teams are taking a the gamble. They don't know if a guy's gonna pan out or not. Some guys pan out, others don't. And they get that big signing bonus. Uh with my generation, I wouldn't say guys were mad about uh, rookies getting that big signing bonus. If anything, we do like our, you know, your your rookie song when you got to sing during training camp. We always say, hey, you know, Christian Miller, you know, fourth round pick Alabama, and then your signing bonus, right? Normally, like they hear that big signing bonus, everybody be woo, you know what I mean? Like just messing with you, but just know they're gonna hit you on the head when you do your rookie dinner, though. But, um. The only difference is with college, like I said, I, I think it, it's a little bit different. It's similar, but it's a little bit different uh, because in NFL, guys that have been tenured, guys that have put in those, they're getting contracts that do pay them. So they're not really sweating. That, that That's the difference with college is where it's not like these older vets are like, hey, I'm I'm due for a new deal, right? I'm getting mine. I'm not worried about what the, the draft pick's getting because I'm getting mine. I put in my time and I'm being rewarded with a new contract. There's no contracts. That's where the issue is with college. Um, 
So they, I, I totally get that. And, and I saw somebody said, you know, you don't ever want to be held hostage by these players. And I agree. That's why I, I, if it was me, if I was a coach, I hate to say this. And hell, I might not be there very long either. I know you just mentioned somebody was uh, had put a report out that somebody, uh, they don't feel like maybe, I'm, you were alluding to maybe Coach DeBoer, he, he doesn't feel like he's going to be here very long. But look, I probably wouldn't be a coach very long either because if it was me and somebody came, I, I would have that approach Coach Saban had when that dude said, hey, I want this and then I need my girlfriend to get into law school get out. <laughs> and I need her to, you know, her law school to be paid for. I would. I literally would just click that button. I'd have a good day. Want to say nothing yeah. else? Have a good one. Sorry, Nara. Yeah. I ain't about to have no kids yeah. in my office demanding what I need. This and I need. Man, no, heck, no, man. Like, like that's. But that's what we're. That's that's the world of college athletics is, and football, what, especially that's that's that we're what they dealing change. with. That, but that's what they have to change. Again, it's as simple as this: prohibit paying players before they're at said school. Right, and I know people probably just, you know, suspend the payments or delay it. They'll probably try to get get around it, but prohibit paying players via recruiting or, or whatever you want to call it, or pay for play, pay to get the guy on your roster. That's the issue, and then only allow them to make money when they're on said team with their actual name, image, and likeness. Now, yeah. that, that, that's that's as simple as it gets. All it needs to be, and then, boom. I think that's fair. And then if you really want to take it a step further, probably have some type of limitations to provide some parity. That way schools that have all this money aren't, you know, having an advantage. But I don't know. I I, I do want to let you uh, get to what you're talking about that article. But also I do want to talk about um, Mel Kuyper. He just came out with his first mock draft. Yeah, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. He agrees with me. Uh, why see that that's hater energy i'm not gonna lie that's hater energy the way you just said that was was nah, hater energy. Joke, i know but, that, but i'm just i'm just give you a heads up but he agrees with me right supposedly he does because i'll just go ahead and say it uh mel kuyper did release <gasps> his first mock draft there you go Noah. and uh i bet he got turn you out. i bet he got turn you out on in front of kool-aid McKinstry. we'll talk about it on the next on the next side of this break but i'll say this mel kuyper has six cornerbacks going in the first round six oh that's a lot and go tell, go tell. Listen, California, yeah, you better be careful what you have. How many in front of Kool Aid? Well, I didn't even say that. I was about to, there's six cornerbacks in the first round, and unfortunately, one one particular name is missing. That is Kool Aid McKinstry. Mill Kuyper doesn't have him in the first round, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, but Mel Kuyper be wrong all the time. Hundred percent. I was about to say we'll talk about yeah. our thoughts on but, that as well. Coming back uh, on um, the flip side, go from ahead. a coach, from a, a, a radio personality that said Kalen DeBoer. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. He's going to last about four years in Tuscaloosa, and he's out. I'll play that for you on the flip back in a moment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few spotty showers this afternoon and tonight with a cloudy sky. The high today, 62. Tonight's low, 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. As a fan of another SEC program, does Kalen DeBoer scare you at all? Zero. 
I knew that was Zero. the answer. I knew that was the answer. I mean, I, I, I mean that is the answer uh, because I think Kalen DeBoer will get fired in about four years. Um, Alabama fans are going to have completely unrealistic expectations. Um, and what they're going to, what I think Alabama fans are going to recognize, and I think sneakily a lot of them already knew this, but are seeing it now even clearer. Alabama didn't have a dynasty. Nick Saban had a dynasty. And Nick Saban could have had a dynasty at probably 10 to 12, maybe 15 different college football programs. That's how good he was. And he happened to do it at Alabama, and that's a credit to Mal Moore for going and getting him. And the success that he had, I don't think will ever be equal at any point in any of our lives in college football. And I think partly that's because Saban left right as the paradigm shifted in terms of how college football is being structured. Um, so I think the even if Nick Saban had stayed, I think the ability for him to have dominated on the same level was changing. I think he saw that. I think that's one reason that he was leaving. Um, I mean, heck, I think the reason he came back to college football was to be able to have the power uh, and uh, you know control that he did. And I think that's fake. Clay Travis on Kalen DeBoer saying that four years is the number. Nobody in the SEC are afraid of Kalen DeBoer. And it's all about Nick Saban, not about the University of Alabama. We talk a lot about the name Alabama. Does it still carry the weight? Or was it all about Nick Saban? And I think for sure the last 17 years, Alabama does carry weight. People are crazy to think not. But we're also saying that Nick Saban, it was about him. Uh, and that's why we saw a lot of the exodus, no doubt about that. Uh, but four years, and people say all the time, who would want to replace the GOAT? A lot of people don't want that. And they want to be maybe the guy after the guy or after the guy that takes over for the GOAT. So real quickly, Christian, before we get to Kool-Aid McKinstry and Mel Kuyper, will Kalen DeBoer overcome those eyes of saying the guy that follows the GOAT normally does not make it? Will he be a guy that brings Alabama back to what they need to be or keep them on the same level? Because right now Nick Saban left them on that level. They made the college football playoffs, right? Should have won, took Michigan into overtime. But will nine and three, will eight and fours, if that's what it is for Caleb DeBoer, will that be suffice for the fan base to say, you know what, we're going to give him a chance? Will they be patient? Because I think it's going to be tough sledding early on the first couple of years. It could be nine and threes in there. It could be eight and four. Will this fan base be patient? Will Clay Travis be right, which I don't really like him? Anyway, but I thought it was interesting that he would just boldly say that this guy going to be fired in four years. No, I, I definitely think he he is, you know, I don't know, again, look, here's the thing, man. This is all subjective. People have opinions, and that's totally fine, right? I think that's what everybody has to remember. Like, I was even reading this now, uh, and KJ set us up, right? KJ gave us that thing to rank the, the coaches, and I knew this was going to happen. Right. And I, I and again, pe I guess people don't listen and that's fine. But before you make comments, why don't you listen to the show? OK, I try saying one A, one B, and I gave respect to him beating Sark. And I said it may be because of personal bias, but because I know Sark personally and I'm not as familiar with Kalen DeBoer, it's easier for me to put Sark there 
just because I know exactly what Sark has to offer, and I and I respect him as a coach, knowing how he schemes. I look at that Texas game and the job that he did against us. I was on the sideline watching it, went back, watched the tape. Heck of a job. I understand that Coach DeBoer beat him, and I said I totally respect if you have Coach DeBoer won over him. I'm just saying, personally, if I could, I would go 1A, 1B, because I'd take into consideration Coach DeBoer did beat Sark. However, I look at it like with a number, a number of different factors. With that being said, people just, man, it's just it, people. Look, everything is subjective. You can you can you have an opinion. Do I think that Coach DeBoer is going to be out of here like that? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's going to do well here. Do I believe that initially there's going to be some obstacles to overcome? Absolutely. That, that It would be like that with any coach, any new coach, especially following Coach Saban. Like, hello? Like, I mean, that's that's obvious, right? I mean, the standard here, guys, Coach Saban lost two games, and, 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 it, and people there was even people coming for Coach Saban's job. Two games at the last mm-hmm. second. That's how high this freaking standard is. So if people say, hey, if Coach DeBoer loses a few games, the Alabama fan base might be mad. It might be calling for his job. That's a fair statement. They were doing that with Coach Saban losing two games almost. They dang sure at least were doing it for the coordinators. So here's the thing. You just that that's that's probably where he's coming from. And now I, I do believe that that Coach DeBoer is gonna shock a lot of people, more so outside the fan base, because again, a lot of people are excited about him. I myself included. Newsflash to these people that think just because we thought, I mean, let me not say we, because I I know you you were definitely a little more vocal. I, I said, you know, I was about Sark to say, was one. I no no I'm saying even before that because like people think just oh, okay. because when they go back to initially when Coach DeBoer was hired, I said it was a good hire. I said all these things. You had your opinion, which is fine. You thought Lane or Sark would be a, a better fit. That's totally fine. It's yeah. all subjective. But you got these freaking people that just sit on Twitter and they they hear you say one thing or one thing and it's like oh they've been hating on Coach DeBoer. Nobody's hating on him. I said it was a good hire. I said given the circumstances and who we had, I or, 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 or the options, I definitely think he was the best option. However, I do believe in a situation like this where you have the greatest coach of all time stepping down. I think it, in my, in my opinion, and you have a roster like we have. It, I, I think the best option possible in a perfect scenario would have been if we had a guy like a Kirby Smart that had been waiting and waiting for years, who's basically a clone of Nick Saban. If he could just take over the program, you limit the bleeding from the players exiting via the transfer portal, things would be very similar. It almost that foundation would be very. That's fair to say. That has this no disrespect towards anybody. I'd say in a perfect right. scenario. But here's the thing, folks, that wasn't possible. So I clearly said that 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 wasn't even a thought. We, you couldn't do that with Tommy Reese. You couldn't do that with T-Rob. That wasn't an option. So that's why I said Coach DeBoer is a proven coach. I like the hire. He's a great football coach. But there's going to be a couple obstacles, right? He's going to have to get in on, you know, in the recruiting down here. Did I say he can't do it? No, I said he absolutely can. It's just going to take keeping some guys, retaining some coaches, guys like James. Why do you think Josh Chapman, Denzel Duvall, and Jamie Mosey are on the road? Newsflash. Those guys have never been on the road. Why are they on the road? Because they need to assist Coach DeBoer in this new staff. Like, again, there's nothing wrong with that. We're stating facts. So I don't know why these people, like, people just think like, oh, people are, nobody is hating. I'm, I'm a, a former player here. I want the guy to do well. Do you think I want to see Alabama do bad? 
It's just clear. Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like, these people are, are delusional, right? Like somebody said, I was upset because he's not retaining some of like the the older staff. I know how this process works. I'm not saying keep the whole staff, but again, if you retain more staff members, you might keep a few more players. Plus, this program that has been built by Coach Saban and all these countless people is special. It goes beyond just the the on field coaches. It goes beyond just the players. There's people in the recruiting department. There's people in all sorts of areas. What I was talking about was stuff like 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 Amy Bragg, like our nutritionist. Like I don't know the details, but it, it seems like she won't retain. All I'm saying is, if I get to a program and I know she's been responsible for a program that's won six national championships in the last what 16 years, why the hell would I not want to keep her on the staff? Again, that's no disrespect. I'm just I'm, I'm genuinely asking. If it's me, I would want to do that. I'm not again. People can make their own decisions, but personally, I would want to keep people like that, like Ashley Kimball. People, like, and I, I don't know. Maybe Ashley's still here. I'm, I'm not sure on everybody. I'm just saying these people had a recipe for success. I'm going to retain as many people as possible. So it's not me being salty or mad that those people were let go. I know these people like very well, very well. <laughs> And so it hurts to see some of them lose their job, but it also, I just, I'm just wondering, like, why you wouldn't keep as many as possible just because they have the recipe. They know this foundation is special, right? You can't just, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it takes a, a, a great understanding of this program to understand what makes it special. So anyway, I'm sorry I had to go on a tangent. I just, I, I see, um, you know, I run our, our, our account and I see this stuff and, uh, it's just, well, it's I see just, some of it, but I didn't see that. Listen, I mean, it's just frustrating. You don't man. get a new People guy; he's going to bring neck. Like, no, mean, but you know, a new guy's going to bring his people, right? Sometimes you got to make tough decisions, and I totally no, agree no, with you. I, I, I know, I, I know what, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I mean, but at the same time, it is what it is. I mean, that don't mean you're hating on him. I mean, if I say Sark, in my Hell opinion, no. is I was at the dude's number press one conference. right now. Right. No, you're the biggest cheerleader when it comes to That's what I'm saying. So, I'm like, do they not listen yeah. to the show? I've been saying he's a great coach. Yeah. He's going to do well. Now, if you, you said it was me, then you might have some. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I'm saying, man. I, yeah. ain't, I ain't got to. I'm not about to defend myself. It feels myself, good man. to not be uh, on the other end of that conversation. Yeah, now, now, thank, thank, thank you for bringing me into it. Now I got to defend. No, that's all good. Like yeah. Said, yeah. Yeah. We got to hit a break, man. We got about you not doing something right. So it is what it is. I just urge people to listen to the show before you make comments. Talking about stuff you don't know. Appreciate it, though. You done? Yeah, I'm done now. I got that off my <laughs> chest. <laughs> All right, we got people on hold. Stay right there, 205-342-9904. We come back, take your phone calls. Uh, let's see, we got Warren. We got Chuck in Tus- Tuscaloosa. We got app message downloaded. It's free, Tide 100.9. We'll come back. We'll deal with those on the flip side. This is the Bill's Edge. We're on the Tide. Be back in a moment. Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of The Game, we'll feature Mike Dettelier, WWL, the Big 870, the grandfather of recruiting, Tom Lemming, will help us work our way down to National Signing Day. All of that starting at 2 o'clock, plus your phone calls 
on the game on Tide 100.9. 12.30 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From our home base. 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. We're back here on the Miller's Edge Tuesday edition. Hope you're doing well. Let's do it. Let's get right out to the phone lines. Let's talk to Warren. He's been holding for a while. Warren, welcome in. Uh, we don't have Warren, but we got Chuck on the line. All right, let's go to Chuck in Tuscaloosa. How you doing, Mr. Millers? Doing great. Good How are you? Chuck? I'm blessed. Uh, I, I listen to y'all every day, and I'm actually glad that y'all finally got more time. Uh... I love listening to ex-football players. I get tired of news writers speaking their mind, and that's fine. Everybody's got an opinion. But, Christian, I'll tell you something, honestly, but your passion, guys like you and Mark Ingram, I remember in the championship game where you said it would take a whole lot more to keep you out of that game. (laughs) And as as true Alabama fans, that's what people should look at. Yeah, um, I appreciate I've, that. You know, it's funny, Chuck. I was just talking about that game two nights ago. I was talking to one of my teammates, and uh, I actually, yeah, that's a good point. Because so I had two things going on. I just came back from my my biceps tear that I missed majority of the season with, and definitely was <laughs> not perfect uh, by any means there. But I actually went into that game with the flu, and I was getting IVs around the clock for two, three days leading up to that game. And, I mean, I had a bad case of the flu. I mean, I felt awful. But I refused. I was like, man, I made it back to this point. I said, I'm not missing a championship game. Then, you know, we had Anthony go down in the Clemson game. There's no way you could keep me off that field. So I, I had every type of IV, uh, all that all that medication that, that they could give me in my system. But, uh, man, I, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Man, I, that, That's one of my, my greatest memories here. So I appreciate you bringing that up. That's one of a lot of people. You may not hear it enough, but guys like you, guys with passion who have passion for Alabama, it's not here no more in in football. Um, I did play college football. I don't get on to much. I wasn't as good as you guys. I love college football, but I love the old college football. Mr. Miller, I agree with him and everything, and I agree with you, Christian. Uh, Unfortunately... Uh, it is. It's about what have you done for me lately? I, yep. I, I love these kids. I, I want people to come to University of Alabama because of the University of Alabama. You never will replace Nick Saban. But, you know, hey, I will say this. You know, there was a time when someone said you'll never replace the bear. Mm, they did say mm, that. Great and point. we definitely well, got some, something uh, 
I don't even. I don't want to step on any toes. But we got Coach Saban. No, no, no. Saban. I ain't trying to step on no toes. <laughs> but my dad played for Barry, and I, I'm telling you, I just uh, uh, Mount Rushmore has two of University of Alabama's coaches on it. Uh, Mr. Miller, I loved you, New York Giant, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a 49ers fan for the past 15 <laughs> years, Uh-oh. but y'all's defense was one of the. I don't know. You couldn't talk bad about y'all in front of my dad. Mm. Wow. We used to be pretty good, pretty salty, and played hard, very aggressive, you know. And that's what uh, New York was built on, right? Running the football and playing great defense. Old blue-collar effect. And and, uh, we kind of got away from that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there is no answer for this NIL or any of this other subjects because no matter what somebody probably comes up with, you're going to have attorneys going there and fight for some other. And not for the player, but for the money they make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian, you don't have to... Ex- I, I know I'm all over the path, but Bob, please trust me when I say you don't have to express nothing to nobody about your opinion. I came up with a philosophy a long time ago, and I can't say the last word because my child would get on to me, but <laughs> I two tier two tears in a bucket. Mm. Make the rest up. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, we, we love y'all guys. Um, Christian, I, I, I'm not going to throw a name drop online, but I, I, if you transfer me back to that guy, I'll tell him we would love my mom. She gets a lot of you guys, you football players, baseball, basketball, softball, that eat at her place. And, uh, I will tell you, if you when when I get out the phone, you'll put me on. I'll tell them what it is because I don't believe in name dropping and freeness. Right. No. Yeah. Just Noah's put Give Noah the details, man. I'll definitely go check them out. Uh, please do. It's, uh, if you've eaten at City Cafe, you'll you'll like eating here. Oh, absolutely for sure. Yeah. Please do. Uh, uh, give Noah the details, and uh, I'll stop by. It's good stuff. And good stuff. For that guy who got comments about the board, have faith. That's right. Have faith. Roll Tide. Yes, sir. Roll Bless time. you, my friend. You, Chuck. There's Chuck in Tuscaloosa. Appreciate the phone call, 205 Before we get to the whole Kool-Aid deal and Mel Kuyper, Christian, uh, the all-rookie team came out. Jameer Gibbs, one of my favorites. Uh, he's on the list uh, on the offense from the Tide on defense. Will Anderson Jr. is on the list, as well as safety Jordan Battle, the Cincinnati Bengals. He's on the list. Uh, so uh, that's three rookie players from the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, made all-rookie teams. So congratulations to uh, the former Tide players. Uh, we've been talking about, you know, with the draft, you know, it's all season now. The college football is over. you got the, the, you know, the Senior Bowl. you got the Shrine Bowl. you got all these different things that, that guys are getting ready for, personal workouts. Well, one of the guys a lot of people thought would be a first-round guy, they've been alluding to that point all year long, and that's one Kool-Aid McKinstry. I've been somewhat hard on him because I watch the game from a different set of eyes a lot of the times, and when I don't see guys, I feel like playing hard or not giving their all. Uh, I saw that numerous times with my eyes. I saw that uh, people just stay away from Kool-Aid, and a guy like Terry Arnold, I thought, benefited from that. Christian, you looked at these uh, rankings from Mel Kuyper, uh, Todd McShay, two guys, that they have these big shows on all these uh, potential draft picks. We know that. Um, 
but Kool-Aid McKinstry not really uh, turning the head of one Mel Kuyper, which I'm not shocked because when I look at the cornerback position, do I or did I feel like he was one of the best in the country? I did not this year. A year ago, maybe I did. But I don't think he had the, the year this past season that he had in years prior. But tell folks what Mel Kuyper had to say. Yeah, well, I mean, you just know that, look, oh, and, and the thing is, these mock drafts, right, nothing's nothing's concrete, right, nothing is uh, set in stone. It's just, again, all subjective because that's what free speech is. <clears throat> People are entitled to, to state their opinion. That's, what, that's the great thing about this country. But um, he had six corners in the first round. Um, and actually, believe it or not, uh, actually, well, not believe it or not, but um, actually, I yeah, probably believe it or not, Terry on Arnold, uh, is in that list, and he's actually the second one uh, going 13 overall to the Raiders. However, there's four guys after Terry on Arnold um, and still no Kool-Aid McKinstry, so I guess he'd probably, if I had to guess, would have him falling in the second round. Uh, but here's the thing, man. I mean, Terry on definitely, I, I, if I had to guess the year that Terry on had, and then given his athleticism, I think Terry on's a guy that's going to test off the charts i think he's going to have a, a hell of a 40 his testing numbers are going to be you know elite i think that's going to help you know cement his status is probably a first round pick um i wouldn't be shocked if he goes ahead of kool-aid which if you said that a year ago you know people probably would have laughed at you but the fact of the matter is kool-aid still had a, had a good year right still still played some good football but i i would i would argue that kool-aid uh, was outplayed by terry um so we'll definitely see how that goes. But, I mean, again, nonetheless, man, two guys that are going to be, you know, really good football players in the NFL. And, and we all know, you and I both know at least, that it's not really – it's not where you get drafted. It's, it's, it's what you do when you get there. Um, but I can tell you right now, if, if a guy like Kool-Aid, knowing his work ethic and his mindset, if he does fall out of that first round, it might be one of those things where it really lights that fire within him. And he kind of gets back to playing with a little bit more of a chip that we once saw. I'm not saying that he didn't necessarily play with one, um, but I, I I wouldn't argue with somebody if they felt that he took a step back this past year. Now, I get people are going to say, oh, they didn't throw at him. It's not necessarily the times when they didn't throw at him. It's just sometimes it didn't seem like that same level of play that we that we had seen. But I'm telling you right now, I think he's definitely going to use it as motivation if he does slide the way Mel Kuyper has him sliding. However, I don't think that's – I still think he probably lands in the first round. But I I, I, I agree with the man. I think Terrion is definitely flying up draft boards. But real quick, uh, also on that that mock draft from Mel Kuyper. Uh, you Brian had, Branch made it too, by the way. I dropped uh, one guy here so they chose battle over Branch. No, both of those guys made it defensively, Brian Branch and Jordan Battle. Good, yeah. So rookie's doing some big things in the league this, this past season. Four but – you also had Dallas Turner. Uh, he was number eight overall going to the Falcons. Um, so they got him slated as a top 10 pick. That'd be back-to-back years with top 10 picks uh, for Alabama at the edge position. And then J.C. Latham uh, was also on that list, but I, I, I kind of lost my, my my thing I had in front of me. But I'm pretty sure J.C. Latham was also on that list. Can't remember exactly where. But that would give Alabama, shoot, three people on the list from Mel Kuyper. So that's No, right. J.C. Latham? No, no, I said I'm pretty sure he was. I just I lost okay. the 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 list and I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember exactly where he was, but no, he, he was on that list. Can't remember exactly the spot. But that, Dallas that Turner, they think really high of as a pass rusher. And again, Dallas Turner is going to be that guy. We talked about how Nick Saban played defense. 
I think he'll be a stand-up guy. They're playing a 3-4 defense. I think he fits better in that scheme uh, rather than a 4-3 defensive Sam linebacker, in my opinion. But but uh, we'll see. You know, normally these guys, one of the things that they do, they drop weight. They're, they're a little lighter than they've Wait, ever been. Gonna... You, said, you said the Falcons run a 3-4, right? Well, they don't know what they run now because they don't have a coach. Oh, oh, I got you. I was about to, they, right. the past couple of years they've been running a three four, but you're right. They, right, I'm just saying he fits better in a three four. Oh yeah, no. If, a, if, if it was the same, if, if it was the same scheme they've been running, he would have been a perfect fit. But that's a great point. I mean, Bill Bill Belichick has interviewed with them. Is it twice now? Yeah, he's twice as well as I think Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's meeting again with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, many reports saying that this deal is extremely, extremely close to being done. So if that happens, uh, we're definitely going to look at Michigan. And I talked about this in an issue. Uh, if, in fact, that happens, Jim Harbaugh goes and foregoes Michigan. Because one of the biggest things that Jim Harbaugh said was he wanted to be cleared if there's something that comes up. You remember the NCAA, they got violations just sitting there. Right. But he wants to be exonerated from all of that, right? So... Uh, you know, Dutch Cannon says I'm guilty. Uh, in my opinion, I like Jim Harbaugh's faith and all that, but I'm like, man, you're doing some shady stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, for me, the best thing for Jim Harbaugh to do is to go on to the NFL. Then you don't have to worry about the NCAA and what happens at Michigan. Sharon Moore is the guy that many believe that if, in fact, he goes, that's his job. I mean, a lot of people have said, hey, you know what, Brian Kelly of LSU Makes sense. You know, the Western Michigan, Notre Dame, Midwest, uh, that makes a lot of sense for him. Maybe with that particular job, I say no. I think they hire from within, should run more. You keep your roster intact because they've sat there and watched the depletion of Alabama's roster. And I say depletion because there's a lot of great football players that's left. I mean, that left, um, they got a lot of players still on that roster, but boy, they took a hard hit, probably worse than many had expected, right? So, We'll see. I, I mean, this thing is absolutely crazy with the players. So transfer portal, NIL, now you're talking about how coaches just leaving up and leaving. Um, Boosters getting mad like we saw at Arizona that basically threatened the coach. That was a little much. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, Christian. This is where we are. These guys are giving big money. Right. And, they're, and you know, this is about relationships and you getting out there with these coaches and going on their yachts and, yeah. you know, vacation homes and drinking yeah. bourbon and smoking big time. Sick. Now y'all see, because what you're giving up is, which I can tell you, these coaches don't want to do it. They don't want boosters in their program. They don't want people from the outside. Much of y'all think they do. They don't. Believe me that. They don't want these guys to have that kind of access to their program. They do it because they have to do it because they want their checkbook. But the deep down feelings, they don't want that to happen. Mm. So this guy from Arizona, they got good players. I don't know if you watch Arizona in the bowl game, but man, they look very nice. Right? Maybe so, we need to grab some of their guys. I hate to be like well, that, but hell, people are well, doing not it by this guy. Well, I'm just, this I'm guy just said, saying. Dad Gummit, dog on it, whatever oh, word you want to use. Booster's like, I'm going to make it so you're not going to get our best players. You know why? Because he basically said, I'm going to get these guys what they want. Mm. And y'all over at Washington, Jed Fish, you're not going to have the money. Because you know what? It'd be like coach's contract. You will always be the highest paid. <laughs> if somebody come with something, I'll give you $1 more. <laughs> you know? It's wow. like, but that's what I'm saying, though, Christian. It's like, this is where we are, man, with this stuff. 
and look at all the battles on X. I mean, it's just, it's it's intriguing to me. That's why I stay on it. But fans are, you know, do they like the board? Do they not like the board? You know, and if you say anything, let them people just attack you. You didn't even say anything. <laughs> I've been I mean, supporting the guy the whole time. And yeah, I'm, you've been, I'm, I'm over I here mean, you get, I mean, I'm, I can deal with it. I can take it, bring it. I mean, but I'm gonna tell you the no, truth. I can take it too. But like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna go sit here and tell you that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, you're gonna see my man. Red the board has the best coaching staff in the world. I'm not gonna sit and tell you that because I don't know yet. Because just like I said about the 18 year old, I gotta see it first because I don't know. I'm worried about the defense. I know they got two guys from. Let's just stop, 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 stop talking about group, it. Group of five, but, keep, and then, and by the way, I want to talk about this. Ask your opinion on our last segment. They just offered a kid from South Alabama. Yeah, look, good player. Womack's kid looks like a good player, but a lot of fans are saying, uh, "I mean, we're gonna be Indiana Crimson Tide. <laughs> we're gonna be, we're gonna be South Alabama." That's just people just, just speaking on. I mean, that's what people are saying. Let's talk about and people that. People have to think side. that way. That's a good. That's a good topic. Be, let's All right, let's go. We'll be right back. I want to take a quick time out. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Be right back. Have a quick time out. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. It's Gary Harris coming up Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. We're going to have the latest Bama football recruiting with Andrew Bone. Also, Bart Heights on hoops, your phone calls, and more. That's the Gary Harris Show Wednesday at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Tied. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few spotty showers this afternoon and tonight with a cloudy sky. The high today 62, tonight's low 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days, maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. segment here on a Tuesday. Say what, though? You can't be mad about Kalen DeBoer and what he's doing on the recruiting trail. I mean, he is out and about. I mean, all you see on X right now is him posing pictures with uh, high school coaches, him and some of his staff. So that's what you got to do. You got to be boots on the ground. That's why I said, hey, man, when he got here, don't let that press conference be too long, bro. Say what you need to say. Thank Coach Saban. Thank the University of Alabama. And then get on the road, go out there and meet these folks and start building relationships because that's what recruiting was all about. I don't, I, I don't say that today. Uh, 
very lightly because I don't know. NIL how much, is kind of taking yeah, over. I don't, I don't know how much recruiting matters anymore. Speaking of rec- no, um, it, it definitely still matters. But you're right; he's definitely on the road, and uh, him and his staff are they, they've been throughout the state, very important. And like I said earlier, I mean, they, they've got those guys with them, which is the, the right move, right? They got Denzel. They got Chap. Guys that, that aren't recruiting. Well, they got the right? lunchroom. They got the lunchroom person recruiting. <laughs> right. No, it's just, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> that, like, like and, and that kind of proves what we were saying in terms of, you know, you got to have people with those connections and relationships. Like, that's, again, it, it never was hating. But if you're coming from a, a different place, geographically speaking, right, that matters. And so that's why you've got guys on the recruiting trail that typically aren't. And it's, I think it's it's uh, it's paying dividends for them. Now they're actually going with them. Because last week it was just mm-hmm. Denzel, Chap, those guys by themselves. Now that the contracts are finalized, we're seeing the coaching staff down there as well. And I think they're, you know, got boots on the ground and they're hitting the ground running. Yeah, I think you, you got to do that. You got to show your face. You got to make those initial uh, contacts and relationships. I do want to say this too before we get, we got about six minutes or so. For folks... One of the things that happens in recruiting is these athletes continue relationships with other coaches from other teams. It's been going on. It never stopped. Okay. There is contact always being made, whether it be social media now or through mom and them. Okay. So all these folks jumping on Caden Proctor and what he said about Coaches tell him to keep his head up when he's playing bad and all of that from Iowa. That, oh, they, they're tampering and they're cheating. No, they're not. That's that's always been the case. None of that is any different. Tampering and cheating would have been something that would not have been so open. Like, come here and play for us. We got $10 million for you or blah, 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 vase, vase, whatever it is. But players keep in contact. You can talk to coaches that you've built relationships with. You can talk and have conversations, which they do. It happens. Some of these players like guys that recruited them a great deal. They may not go to school there for whatever reason. But Proctor didn't cheat. Iowa didn't cheat to get Caden Proctor back. You wouldn't call that tampering, reaching out no. to the season? No, he just said... Listen, why wouldn't you encourage a young man who was a kid that you've been recruiting that was struggling to keep his head up? I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being honest. Man, that's tampering. You can't reach out to It is not tampering. It's like, it would have been like if Will Muschamp talked to doing. you before. Will Muschamp saw you before and, and had a come when you was at Alabama. or That's happened before. He wasn't cheating. Really? He liked you. He, he, he realistically liked you. You know what you're describing? That's that's like the guy best friend that's that's quote unquote cheering the girl that just went through a breakup. He's cheering her up, being there for her. He's a, he's, he's a shoulder for her to cry on. In the back of his mind, he's you know he's he's getting brownie points because he's he's trying to he's he's trying to get his opportunity. That that's tampering, man. That is not tampering. Come on, man. That's man, tampering. You, listen, it's not tampering to tell the kid to keep his head up. Was there anything on there? He said to hey, hey, you know we still want you. You know, things don't go right. We're right here. Hey, if things are not, boom. I mean, it's not tampering. I mean, uh, fair enough. But you you mentioned the South Alabama kid. And I, only one thing I just want to say about that is I just urge people that, that and a lot, a lot of it's probably people not from our fan base, but if you're joking about a kid from South Alabama or saying, oh, I mean, we're used to recruiting. Guys, Trey Amos, right? He he. I don't know what he was 
rated out of high school probably wasn't very high because again he he came from uh was he the one that came from UAB or did he come from uh Louisiana? No, that's not him. No, no, Jalen no, 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 Jalen Key came from one place and he came from the other, right? Jalen Key came from UAB. Okay, then he came from like ULL or wherever it was, right? All I'm saying is a lot of guys, yeah, he came from ULL, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, right? You got to remember, man, it doesn't really matter about what you were in high because the, 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 there's guys that are five stars end up being trash, right? So don't laugh at a guy. I mean, if he's a good player, he's a good player, right? I, I don't care about, you know, what stars you are. I mean, because a lot of, let me throw this out there. We just had, I saw the new rankings, I guess. We have three five-star cornerbacks now in this class. They upgraded two guys from four stars to five stars. What changed in the past six months? That made, like, is it the Bama bump? I don't know. I, I I hope they play like five stars. All I'm saying is, you can't go off these things because these are just people giving these labels. And if the guy's a good football player, he's a good football. I'm telling you right now, we need depth. We have no depth at the linebacker position. We don't. And he knows the system. And he knows the system. Right. Yeah. He's not going to play over Deontay Lawson or Jod Campbell, but he's going to provide great special depth. Special teams. Be special teams. Yeah, you don't have any special teams. Like, this is something right. that people want to make fun of stuff, but they don't realize you don't have any special teams players. He's you don't have any DBs. You don't have any linebackers. Those make up your kickoff team, especially, like, you need <laughs> special teams players. But anyway, we'll see. But uh, from what I saw, like, a pretty good athlete. Yeah, we're going to be Indiana Crimson Tide. Hey, uh, what do you mean, Noah Haynes. He's, well, he's South well, Alabama. Give me one last message real quick, Noah, please. Uh, yeah, we had an app message from KJ. He was responding. He said, uh, let's make a bet. This is to Corey. If I backpedal quicker than you, you make an NIL donation to Alabama. If if KJ backpedals quicker than – if you backpedal quicker than KJ, he'll make an NIL donation. Man, man, K- man, KJ looks like the nutty professor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. How about you challenge me? We probably similar in age. You can't go at man. I'm 55 years old, and I'm a man that's two months removed from a stroke, baby. I mean, come on. So you want to hit me up yeah, like that? Line, how about I, this? You line up against me. I ain't line up against nobody. No, but what I can tell you, KJ, tell KJ to uh, come line up yeah. against me. I got. I tell you what. I take care. KJ, of it. a decade in that league, they call grown man football, bro. I got my flowers from that. Promise. That's why I can sit here today and just do radio and have fun and laugh with you. I did mine, so I'm good. All right. For Noah Haynes, Christian Miller, I'm Corey Miller, pastor, painting for KJ, who says fans will pay money to get to see him and Bryant in the stadium <laughs> backpedaling. For all you fans out there, we love you. We love you to death, but uh, players are more important. Just all remember that. Listen, Ron Fowler's next. Get inside the game right here on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Jehovah Jireh is your provider. Mine too. Peace. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. 